You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Oh, Genesis tonight, chapter number 41. I have way too much fun going to church. But before COVID-19... I went every day. So if I'm going to have a good time at all, and I go to church every day, then guess what I got to do? I got to have a good time at church. You sure, Brother Arthur, I don't see anything that'll make me smile. Turn to the person sitting next to you and say, I love you. Amen. The Lord is good. This COVID-19's got everything all messed up. One of my friends asked me about baptizing, baptizing at church. I said, well, I don't know. So I called one of my Methodist friends. I said, what are y'all going to do? He said, I'm just going to get a new pair of rubber gloves. (laughs) You blondes will get it after a while. And I'm glad, man, the Lord's people tonight can have a good time. The book of Genesis tonight, chapter number 41. I want to read verse 51 and verse number 52. Every tent revival I've ever preached, there's always somebody with a motorcycle comes by right when I get ready to preach. I wish we got some law enforcement around here. Somebody say amen right there. The book of Genesis, chapter number 41. Let's read verse 51 and verse number 52. Now, I'm an emotional creature. And if I break down and start crying during this message, I'll be all right. But brother, we've been fighting an enemy that we've not seen in the history of the church. Years ago, you know, they'd say, boy, pray for them people on the East Coast. They've had a hurricane come through there and their churches. Or they'd say, pray for those people out west. They've had the wildfires to come through or the people uh, in the middle of the country. Well, the tornadoes. But this COVID-19 has affected the whole world. Not just uh, you and me, but all over this country. I was riding into town and I thought, man, I'm going to go to Ralph's and get me some stew and some barbecue. And I went by and that boy said, I'm gonna take your temperature. I said, you ain't taking mine. And they're having takeout only. I thought that was just Georgia. But this thing we're going through has affected everybody. And if you and I, especially me, I'm gonna preach to myself, have ever had to live by faith. It is this day, it is this hour in which we live. I told Mrs. Arthur when she called me, I was in Chattanooga, Tennessee, when the nation began to shut down, and she called me and she said, what are we going to do? How are we going to keep a church going with the doors closed? How are you going to sit at home for eight weeks and not travel? What are we going to do? to do. And I said to Mrs. Arthur, I said, what we've always done, trust 
our heavenly Father. For it is stated over and over in the Word of God that the just shall live by faith. It says that we walk by faith and not by sight. I promise you, if you live by what you see and what you hear and the way you feel, we're going to be in a mess. But we don't live by what we see. We don't live by what we hear. We don't live by what we feel. We live by faith. And you say, what is faith? Living by what God said. Because no matter what I see, I'm about to encourage myself. No matter what I hear, no matter what I feel, I don't live by that. I live by what God has said in his word. Listen to this verse. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. I promise you tonight, if we live by what we see, there will be no victory in your life or mine. But if we live by what God said, in spite of what we see, business is going to pick up. For this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. It is no secret what God can do. For what he's done for others, he can do for you. And in the book of Genesis tonight, we're going to read about a man by the name of Joseph. And I want to preach for tonight, I don't know, three or four hours, praise God, on faith always wins. And I want to add a subtitle. In spite of COVID-19, faith always wins. I guess we made it through COVID-10. COVID-11. COVID-13. COVID 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. If the politicians have their way about it, it'd be COVID 20. And COVID 21. But faith always wins. Look in Genesis chapter number 41 and verse number 51. I feel a shout coming on. And Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh. For God, said he, hath made me forget, made me forget my toil and all my father's house. And the name of the second called he Ephraim. For God hath caused me to be fruitful. But read the rest of it, not just fruitful but fruitful in the land of mine affliction. Not just fruitful, but fruitful in the land of mine affliction. Can I tell you tonight, your geographical location does not diminish God's divine ability to meet your need. 
Because no matter what I see or what I feel or what I hear, faith always wins. Turn to the last chapter of Genesis, the last chapter in the life of Joseph. And look, if you will, in verse number 24. Well, glory. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I die. And God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land into the land which he swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob. And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from hence. So Joseph died being a hundred and ten years old. And they embalmed him, and he was put in a coffin in Egypt. Joseph said, this is not the end. The Lord is going to pay us a visit. And we're going to leave this old land where all of our dreams seemingly perished. Because in life, faith always wins. In death, faith always wins. And when the church arrives one day on the sunny banks of sweet deliverance, we will shout to the top of the rafters, faith always wins. And I believe tonight as we look at the life of Joseph, he is living proof that no matter what it looks like, what it feels like, what it sounds like, faith always wins. Number one, write this down tonight. When life takes a detour, faith always wins. Now, I don't like detours. I don't like slow drivers. There ought to be a place for slow drivers. The rest of us have something to do. We have revivals to preach. We have deers to kill. We have fish to catch. We have food to eat. The world is dying without Christ, and you've got five lanes of traffic blocked because you are sightseeing. The Roanoke Canal hasn't changed since Noah built it on the ark. Move out of my way. I don't like detours. I quit school because they had recess. I like get it done today because we may not make it till tomorrow. But can I promise you tonight in the real world, life will take some unexpected detours. Let me show what I'm talking about. Joseph had a nickname. You know what Joseph's nickname was? Joseph the Dreamer. Now, you folks from Henderson, this is deep, but hold on. You know why they called him Joseph the Dreamer? Because he dreamed I got a laugh out of Starskin Hut sitting right over there. Hey, Joseph the dreamer. And Joseph had these dreams. They were not because he ate too much pizza. 
and ate three or four hot dogs from community <laughs> and drunk too much Coca-Cola. No, that's indigestion. That's not a dream. The dreams that Joseph had, Pastor Jeremy, were words from God. They were promises from God. They were predictions of God. They were prophecies of God. That Joseph, I'm going to bless. I'm going to anoint. I'm going to exalt. I'm going to use you in a powerful way. But Joseph no more than wakes up from his dream. And he does not find himself on the throne of an Egyptian palace. He finds him down in a pit begging for his life. No longer does Joseph wipe the sleep out of his eye. He is not on a throne and people bowing down to him. He is a slave in the land of Egypt and he's bowing down to everybody else because his brethren sold him into human slavery for 20 pieces of silver. Joseph awakes from his dream and he's not a king. He is a butler in the house of Potiphar. Joseph awakes from his dream and he's not giving orders. He is in a jail because he has been accused of something that he didn't do. He dreamed about the palace. He dreamed about the crown. He dreamed about the throne. He dreamed about being blessed of God and used of God. He dreamed about the mountains. He, he dreamed about the good times. He dreamed that God was going to do something great in his life. But he found out in the real world sometime on your way from the plain to the palace, from the dream to the fulfillment, life will take some unexpected detours. There's people under this tent tonight. You know what it's like for life to take a detour. Boy, Joseph awakes from his dream and the next thing you know, he's down in a pit. Man, he crawls out of that pit and now he's down at Potiphar's. He tries to claw his way out of Potiphar's and now he's in the prison. It seems like every time Joseph makes one step forward, he takes 12 steps backward. Oh, but I've come to tell you tonight, when life takes a detour, keep holding to God's unchanging hand. Keep walking by faith and not by sight because no matter what the pit looks like, I'm living by what God said. No matter what Potiphar's look like, I'm gonna keep living by what God said. No matter what the prison looks like, I'm gonna live by what God said because God is bigger than the pit and God is bigger than Potiphar and God is bigger than the prison. If God gives you a promise, if God gives you a word, his word will not return void. God is going to do what he said he's going to do. And when life takes a detour, faith always wins. It always wins. Number two, not only when life takes a detour, but secondly tonight, listen to this one, when life turns into disappointment, faith always wins. You say, Brother Joe, I'm here tonight and I've never been disappointed. Can I remind you of a verse in the Bible? 
All liars shall have their part. You say, I'm here tonight, Brother Joe, and I've never been disappointed. You've never been married. You said, I'm here tonight and I've never been disappointed. You've never had a mother-in-law. You said, I'm here tonight and I've never been disappointed. You've never raised teenagers. I don't understand this. A child can go to bed at 12 years old, perfectly normal, and wake up 13 crazier than a football bat. Yeah. I've never been disappointed. You've never attended a Baptist church. I've never been disappointed. You've never pastored a Baptist church. Oh, sometimes life turns into disappointment. I mean, Joseph is expecting a crown. He's expecting a scepter. He's expecting a robe. He's expecting a ring of authority. He is expecting to be exalted above his brethren. He's expecting the great things of God. Oh, but all of a sudden, it must have been a disappointing thing when your own family turns their back on you and sells you into human slavery. It must be a disappointing thing when your master's wife accuses you of something you didn't do and the man that knows you and that you have served and the job you've given your life to, man, they don't believe you. They believe you're liars. That is disappointing when you're in that prison and you've been good to the baker and the butler and your friends forget you and your family despises you and your job and your career and everything seems to burn in your presence. Man, life sometimes is filled with disappointment, but I've come to tell somebody under this tent tonight, you'll never be disappointed in the word of God. You'll never be disappointed in Jesus. You'll never be disappointed in the Holy Spirit because God's everything he claimed to be and a whole lot more, and I've never been disappointed in him. I was in Kingsport, Tennessee. I went to bed that night like I do every night of my life, happy as a dead pig in the sunshine. I don't know how happy that is. I just heard Brother Jeremy say it one time, so I thought I'd do it. I love life. I, I, I love life. I never meet a stranger. I embarrass my wife so many times. I just walk up to a total stranger. Hey, I haven't seen you in a while. How's your mom and your daddy doing? One day that lady said, they're dead. I said, well, tell them I said Hello. Went to bed in Kingsport, Tennessee, on top of the world. A growing church, a beautiful family, a calendar full of revivals, a brand new Chevy. Woo! I felt Jesus on that. And God was just, I was enjoying life. I woke up at 4.30 in the morning with an excruciating pain in my abdomen. And I, I, I waited till... About 6 or 6.30, and I called my wife, and I said, baby, I'm sick. And, 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 I, and I knew better than to, than to even call because let me tell you young fellas something. The last female in your life that will show you any kind of sympathy is your mother. Boy, I feel conviction on this second row here. I, preacher, I don't know where it's coming from. 
and I got that for me. You'll be all right. <laughs> Suck it up. Be a man. Pay your dues. You'll be all right. I said, I'll call my mama. Mama, I'm sick. Oh, God, call 911. He ain't going to make it. Oh, dear. Sick. Come to find out I had a terrible case of diverticulitis. And they took me to a hospital and operated on me and took a foot of my colon out. Of course, when you got 9,000 feet of it, you can spare a foot or two. And boy, I was in that hospital. It's the worst place I've ever been. I thank God for our nurses and our medical help, but I want to tell you, I heard the other day there's people that go to the hospital. They're not really sick. They just like being in the hospital. You look up at me. If you go and you're not sick, you like being there. You're sick. <laughs> tell you one thing, it's the coldest place I've ever been in my life. If you don't die of your ailment, you'll catch double pneumonia in that place. That woman come out there and gave me something to wear. Uh-uh. Christians ought not to dress like that. Man, they didn't tell me that thing didn't have no back in it. Man, I be, and you know, they didn't put me in some little room in the side. They put that skimpy dress on me and rolled me out front like a Walmart greeter and people are coming in and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. One fella come by me doing that. I said, sir, I'm sorry. He said, me too. I just come to check the air conditioning. He wasn't even a patient. <laughs> Lord. We got any nurses here tonight, medical people? I've been wondering where they got all them medical terms from and all them scopes from. I don't know that, but I know where they got that I see you from. <laughs> you put that gown on and turn around, somebody's going to go, I see you. <laughs> oh, my. You know what I hated about it? Somebody went and told the devil what room I was in. And him and his little demons would come up there in the middle of the night and pay me a visit. And I'd hear words like this, gotcha, gotcha. I've shut you down, big boy. Mr. Encourager, Mr. Joke Teller, Mr. Make Everybody Else Feel Good. How about it now? You'll never sing again. You'll never preach again. Your church will never grow again. You preached your last revival. You say, the devil ain't never talked like that to me. Well, he's talked that enough to me to make up for me and you both. Pastor Jeremy, Friday the 13th, March the 13th, Friday, March the 13th, a couple of months ago, I heard that same voice. I heard that same demonic voice in my subconscious mind. I've stopped the church, and not just your church, but I've stopped every church. The gospel will not be preached again. They'll never have public worship again. But I just want to serve notice on the devil. KC, somewhere between here and Gaston, faith always wins. Faith always wins. Because when life turns into disappointment, I promise you tonight, faith always wins. I was getting out of that hospital and my wife picked me up and went back to the house and 
had that pillar in front of me just taking his little baby steps. Most of you have never met my son. His name is Joe, Joseph Jr., but we call him Bubba. All rednecks have a Bubba. I've met some Bubbettes, but he's a real redneck Bubba. And boy, we pulled up there, and I'm getting out of the car, taking them little steps, and I see my boy standing there. And I looked at him, and I started crying. And he said, hey, Dad, I got something that I need to tell you. Boy, I thought right here it is. There's where me and my boy, I mean, we're going to bond right here. I mean, here is where that boy, for the first time in his life, is going to finally say something sensible. Some of you have a Bubba, and you're still waiting on yours to make some sense. Can I get an amen right there? That's why we're sending Joseph to the school you went to. He's hoping to turn out like you and nothing like his preacher. I said, right here is where Joe's going to say it. You're the man, Dad. I love you, Dad. You're God's man, Dad. I love you, Dad. I thought you was going to die, and I love you. Something special. I got something I need to tell you, Dad. I said, okay, honey. Sir, boy, what is it? He said, Dad, I just need to tell you, you ain't got the guts you used to have. I'm telling you, he's a bubba. But you know, it wasn't long that I got to feeling better. And I've sung since then. And I preached since then. And we've grown a little bit at the church since then. And I'm back in the double R again. And I just want to tell you, I just believe that the same God before COVID-19 is the same God during COVID-19. And on the other side of COVID-2,995, he'll still be holy. He'll still be sovereign. He'll still be, because if God be if God be for us, who can be against us? The devil is a low-down scoundrel. He's a liar. And in spite of what it looks like and feels like and tastes like and sounds like, faith always wins. Yes, I've been disappointed in friends and family, but you know who I've let, you know who disappoints me more than anybody else? Me. Pastor, I can't even live up to my own expectation, much less the expectation of everybody else. But I just want to serve notice from the devil, Casey, somewhere in Halifax County tonight, when I'm disappointed in myself and in everybody around me. I've never, never, ever, 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 never, ever, 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 never, never, ever, ever been disappointed in my Lord and in my Savior, Jesus Christ, because he's everything he claimed to be and a thousand times more faith always wins. Oh, when life takes a detour, when life turns into disappointment, number three tonight, faith always wins when life tempts to defile. Boy, Joseph, what a verse. Faith is the victory that overcometh the world. And every one of in this room tonight has a threefold enemy. The world, the flesh, and the devil. You say, well, I'm here tonight and I don't have no problem out of all three. You're dead. 
You need to let somebody go ahead and bomb you before you start thinking. I was in a meeting one time, and this fellow called me. He said, are you in a meeting at so-and-so's place? I said, yeah, Peter. Boy, you better be careful. He's a sinner. <laughs> it wasn't you, Patrick. It wasn't you. It wasn't you. He's your brother. No, I'm just kidding. I said, what do you mean? He said, you better watch that boy. He's got a flesh problem. I said, is that right? I said, well, can I tell you something? You got a flesh problem. I got a flesh problem. Andy Goober, Gomer, and Laurel Lee Hobbs. All of us are tempted. All of us battle the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. But son, when the devil has thrown everything at you, he's God. Hold a God's unchanging hand. Walk by faith and not by sight. And faith is the victory that overcometh the world. And faith always wins. Joseph, I believe Joseph was a good-looking man. That Joseph, I believe, as we'd say today, he was a hunk. Some of us have memories of thinking such. But most of you tonight are like me. I'm no longer a hunk. I'm a chunk. Woo! I believe that Joseph was a good man. I actually believe, even though Potiphar is a heathen, I believe he's a moral, upstanding, honest man. But oh, Potiphar's wife, whoo! That old girl was off the chain. She began to entice and solicit Joseph with her unbridled lust. And let me tell you something about Potiphar's wife. She does not have Joseph's best interest in mind. And can I make a statement to every young person under this tent tonight? The devil will make sure that there will be people that will come in contact with you and in your life that do not have your best interest in mind. Let me tell you what Miss Potiphar had. She had her own lust in mind, her own desire in mind to fulfill her own illicit, unbridled lust. She didn't care if she ruined Joseph's life. She didn't care if she ruined his dream. She didn't care if she marred his testimony. She did not have his best interest in mind. And one day she caught him alone and she grabbed him and she made that awful diabolical proposition. Oh, but Joseph, my God, somebody help me. He's not living by what he can see or what he can feel. Oh, you know what he does? He runs. He leaves his coat. You say, that's bad. He lost his coat. Yeah, it's bad. He lost his coat. But he kept his character. He lost his robe, but he kept his reputation because faith always wins. I mean, down in the valley, when it's you and the devil, and he's shooting every gun at you, that is God. Live for God. Live for God. Live for God. Because faith always wins. I know we got to hurry before it gets dark. But we got people out there that'll turn their headlights on. Honk if you love Jesus. Get every one of them a bumper sticker that says, I go to Victory Baptist Church. I don't shout, but I honk.
honk if you love Jesus. That's pretty good, ain't it? I thought he was asleep, smoking, listening to the radio. I didn't know what was going on. I was telling Brother Joseph, and I've never said this much, but I wish you could hear that young man preach. I wish you could hear Joseph preach. He can preach. And I usually don't like to tell a young fella that because usually it gets in their head and they go to believing it. And I'm going to tell you what my daddy said to me. Don't believe the bad things they say. Definitely don't believe the good things they say because you're thinking you're something, and when you think you're something, you wind up being nothing. But I wish you'd hear that boy preach. He can shuck the corn. He can lay her down. I'm sending him out to Golden State to refine him, make him into something great like your preacher. And hopefully he'll find a pretty woman. Because evidently they ain't none in Georgia because he ain't picked none yet. <laughs> so I'm hoping he'll find and look son. And ain't nothing wrong with marrying pretty. I know beauty's I know beauty's only skin deep, but honey, ugly cuts down to the bone. <laughs> and there ain't no pills to take for ugly son. You can't put ugly on a diet. You can't take it to the gym. You marry ugly. You're stuck. Honk if you love Jesus. Didn't nobody honk on that one, boy. And boy, I tell you today, we begin to ride around. And my childhood, my 10 years of my life, from the time I was six to the time I was 16, played on my mind. And boy, I thought about one choice, one wrong association, one wrong bad decision can mar the rest of your life. And I want to tell every young person under this tent tonight, do right. Do right. I started to say, Pastor, do right if you have to do right by yourself, but you won't ever have to do right by yourself because standing somewhere in the shadows, you'll find Jesus that'll never fail you or forsake you. Oh, in the midst of temptation, keep living for God. You say, Brother Joe, it's impossible for young people to live in this world, and you gotta understand, there is more stuff for a young person to get into tonight than there was when we were kids, 40, ever how many? years ago 40 years ago the number one crime in our public school was talking in class I did it boy the second worst thing you could do was go to the smoking wall I'm not going to confess at all my mama's here with a cane and she told me I'd never get too big for her to use it. And I'd hate for her to go to jail with them rioters because messing with me. Say amen right there. I want to encourage every one of you young people tonight in the midst of a world of illicit sex, drugs, and alcohol abuse, 
and apathy and apostasy and all kinds of false religions and the worldly philosophy that you'll never be anything if you live for God and you can't have any fun if you live for God. You remember the devil told that lie and the devil's a liar and he's a father of all liars. Serving God is wonderful. Serving God is great. I'd rather be an old time Christian than anything I know. And I'm glad right there on hell's front porch. I mean on hell's front porch. Right downtown Egypt. Faith always wins. Faith always wins. Faith always wins. When it takes a detour. When it turns to disappointment. And when it tempts to defile. Faith. Always wins. Brady, will you come up here and help me? Joseph, you come up here and help me. I need a little help here. Come to our text tonight. And Joseph has two sons. Boy, down there in the land of Egypt, God let Joseph have two sons. That first boy, he named him Forget It. God made me forget. Can I be honest with you a little bit tonight? How do you forget your brothers putting you in a pit, leaving you to die? How do you forget being sold by your own flesh and blood for a stinking 20 pieces of silver? How, how do you forget the man you work for believes his wife more than you and you spend years in prison and you didn't do it? How do you forget being good to the baker and the butler and they not even remember your name? How do, you, how do you forget being ripped out of the heart of your father and you ain't seen your father in about 30 years and your father is grieving himself. Your whole world's been shattered. Your dreams have been shattered. You've been treated worse than a junkyard dog. How do you forget that? I'll tell you how you forget that. God will put things in your life that will replace your broken dreams and your disappointments and God will be so good to you you'll look around one day and say, what pit? What Potiphar's house? What prison? I'm so wrapped up. Lord, I want to run so bad I can't stand it. Man, you're so wrapped up in what God's put in your life and the prayers that God's answered and the needs that God has met. God's been so good to you. Hey, you just look around and say, it wasn't all that bad. I don't remember all of that stuff. God, let me forget it and put it at the feet of the cross. I'm living for God. God is good. Just forget it. I'm talking to somebody under this tent tonight. You need to shake it off. Let it go. Forget it. Because that person you set up all night long fussing at in your mind, they slept like a baby. They're down at Oscars eating breakfast. And you tow up all night long. Forget it. God, you forget that because God didn't forget you. Well, glory. Brother, forget it. Well, then he had that second son. And you and he named him? 
Don't ever forget it. Named him, sorry, Brady, fruitful. <laughs> Blessed. Overwhelmed. You know what he said? Son, every time I see you, I'm just so overwhelmed. Boy, God's been good to me. Son, he just didn't bless me, but he blessed me when everybody was against me. Glory, I'm about to enjoy my own preaching. He blessed me, son. Every time I look at you, I'm just reminded God has been good. Lord, there's somebody under this tent tonight and sending out in the cards tonight. You need to give God some praise and some glory because he has been good to you. In fact, God's been more good to you than anybody else has been bad to you. You don't live by what somebody did that was bad. You live by the good. I wonder if there's anybody here tonight, God's been good to you. Raise both hands and say, hallelujah for Jesus. You know what y'all need to do the first Sunday? Y'all go back in and you got no cars. Y'all get you some of them horns and mash them. Just forget it and just rejoice in the good things of God. Well, the Bible said in our text that Joseph came down to die. And boy, I can see Joseph as he comes down to die, gets them boys around him and said, Now, boys, I'm going to die. I'm going to leave out of here. Now, I need to tell you something before I go. The Lord is going to pay y'all a visit. In other words, he's coming back. He's coming to Egypt. I won't live to see it, but he's going to come right down here. And when he does, y'all going to be leaving. I'm going somewhere. Boy, I'm dying. I'll be in the grave. But he's coming the Lord's going to pay you a visit. And when he does, y'all move in. He's going to visit his people. He's going to get y'all out of here. I won't live to see it, but I don't want to miss out on it. So on your way out of town, stop by that cemetery and dig up my bones, baby, and I'm coming with you. You know what's going to happen? The Lord's coming down here. And y'all going to be leaving. And on our way out, we'll stop by the cemetery <laughs> and pick up our friends and our loved ones. Well, glory. I got to close now. Give my boys a hand. They done good. They done good. Them's two of the ugliest sons any man could have. Brother Colburn Act, the last time you see Joseph, what is he wearing? A coat of many colors taken from him by his earthly brothers, ripped to shreds, dipped in the blood of a beast, and handed to his father. 
with nothing but threads of painful memories. Oh, but the next time. You see, Joseph, he's going to be dressed up again. But not a robe of many colors, one color, wedding royal white. Not given to him by his earthly father, but given to him by his heavenly father. And his earthly brothers can't take that one away and dip it in the blood of the beast because his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, has already given it to him and it's been dipped in the blood of the Lamb. And when you see Joseph in his brand new home, in his brand new robe, I believe if you open up that new coat on the inside, written in gold letters, just may be these words, faith always wins. In life, in death, and in eternity. Can I do this tonight in the COVID-19? Faith always wins. You quit living by what you see and hear and feel. And you live by what God has said. And faith is the victory. And faith always wins. I want you to turn to somebody beside of you. And I want you to look them right square down in the eyes and say, I think I'll just go on. I think I'll keep reading my Bible. I think I'll keep going to church, even if it's in a tent or sitting in a car. I think I'll just keep on saying amen or tooting my horn. I'm going to pay my tithes. I'm going to love my family. I'm going to witness to my neighbors. I'm going to trust and serve and pray to my God because when nothing else works, God always works because faith always wins. Faith always wins. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.